Texting privacy policy in terms and conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting rules for occurring automated text marketing messages. Message and data rates may apply. Reply stop, opt out. The pandemic has been hard on all our kids. New studies show more than one in three children who started school in the pandemic now need intensive reading help. That's right. Millions of kids in kindergarten through third grade in the United States cannot read at grade level. Here's the good news. Your child can be reading in just 30 days, guaranteed, with Hooked on Phonics. Even if your child has been struggling, Hooked on Phonics will teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. And right now, you can get started for just $1. Text the word GRADE to 323232 right now. Hooked on Phonics is highly effective and incredibly fun. And everything can be done right from home and in less than 20 minutes a day. For more than 30 years, Hooked on Phonics has been the proven learn-to-read program that kids love to use. Text GRADE to 323232 and teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. Text GRADE to 323232 right now and get started for just $1. Text GRADE to 323232 now. Text GRADE to 323232. Welcome to Know the Name, Know the Genius in You, where in a single moment you can recognize your brilliance and change your life. This is a transformational hour that covers an array of topics that demonstrate how individuals use their native talents, as shown in their name, to look at the ordinary in extraordinary ways. Albert Einstein once said that everybody's a genius. Why would one of the smartest people on the planet declare that everyone is a genius unless he knew that to be true? I'm your host, Sharon Lynn Wyatt, creator of Namology Science and author of Know the Name, Know the Person. And in each weekly show, as tonight, you'll hear the fascinating ways other people discovered the genius in themselves and what they were able to accomplish. At the end of every show, you'll hear clues on how you can recognize your own innate genius. All over the world, people have many, many diverse interests. And in that vein, people have asked about different occupations, different areas of life that have highly interested them. People want to know how highly successful people have managed to achieve their genius mindset by utilizing the gifts that are seen in their name. So how does someone express their creative talents and how does somebody share those gifts with others in such a way that everybody benefits? Our expert tonight is Michelle Schaefer, who has developed her genius in the area of blogging. Michelle Schaefer is the creator of Lingo Dynamics and the Hookline Dynamic app. She's passionate about helping mission-driven entrepreneurs build successful, profitable businesses that make a positive difference in the world. She's written as many as 42 blogs in a single day, mentored more than 15,000 bloggers through the Ultimate Blog Challenge and Extreme Traffic Adventure. She's published over 1,000 posts on her own blogs, and she's been blogging since 2008. She's just made about every blogging mistake possible, and she shares them so that you don't have to make those same mistakes. And this is possible because she has almost, I started counting, I looked at all her different websites and all her different things. She has almost 70,000 followers on her various blogs. It's just incredible. A typical day in Michelle's life includes a whole lot of coffee, obsessive blogging, and content creation coaching fabulous entrepreneurs, working behind the scenes to support her awesome clients with their blogging and marketing, and sneaking a little bit of sci-fi in there somewhere. Now, I asked Michelle to come online with us and on the show today because she's one of the very few people that I read on a regular basis and find her stuff fascinating, and it keeps my attention, and I'm in a hurry, and I'm busy just like everybody else, and yet I make time for her blog on a daily basis. That's why I wanted her here. So welcome to Know the Name, Know the Genius in You radio show, Michelle. Thank you for the welcome, and I appreciate knowing that you take time out to read my blog. I do. I find them fascinating. And I have a, I mean, and people have to go fast on their blogs. They have to give me information quickly. I don't have time to waste. And how you keep coming up with new valuable information is beyond me. (laughs) Well, that one is actually easy. I don't know if we want to start with that secret or where you'd like to jump in here, but I'm happy to answer that question. Uh, Well, we're going to get there on the second group. And the second thing I want to know first, the first segment is always about you. So I want to know how you got started with blogging and decided that this was your way of doing things. I mean, what motivated you to start? Sure. Okay. So it depends on how far back you actually want to go here. You know, I started blogging in 2008 and I'd already been in business for uh, several years at that point. 
what really motivated me to start my business was necessity. I found myself with, you know, a, a baby and I was a new mom. I was home and I was at a place where honestly, I couldn't figure out how to feed my child. So starting a business for me was a, I've got to figure out how to take care of myself um, type adventure, I guess you could say. So I sort of fell into business. And once I got it going, once I got it started and realized how many people there are out there who have just incredible gifts and passions and talents that didn't know how to get started in their own business, didn't know how to share those with the world, I realized that really what I wanted to do was help them get out there and get their own businesses started and get things going. And as part of that process, you know, you go through different phases in your business. I hit a phase where I realized I was spending, I don't even know how many hours every day answering the same questions. And I was like, okay, I'm answering the same exact questions over and over again. There's got to be an easier way to help more people. If a few people are asking me this, then that means lots of people want to know. So I started a blog. Not intentionally, I actually just went, what's the fastest way for me to publish content online? And the answer was, okay, there's this thing called WordPress that I can, I can put up and I can publish stuff myself. So I just started posting articles that were my answers to people's questions that they were asking me about business. How do I get my website set up? How do I find clients online? What do I say when I'm in a conversation with somebody about marketing? Uh, what is SEO? What is social media? All of those questions. And I started getting traffic to it. I actually just put it up because I thought if I put my answer in one place, I can send people a link so I don't have to retype the answer all the time. And uh, I started, random people started finding me and emailing me and leaving comments on this blog. And I was like, oh my gosh, I think I just figured something out. I've got so many clients. I don't know what to do now because I posted answers to questions online. Isn't that amazing? I mean, and that's an easy thing to actually do. And I was going to ask you how you found your interest in blogging, but you've gotten that for us. So before we get more information mm -hmm. about you, Michelle, this is the part of the show where I like to interpret some of your name for you. Are you ready? Oh, fun. I am. Okay. Your name tells me that you are a manifester, that you can manifest anything that you can keep your focus on long enough to get it done. Because sometimes you want to quit beforehand because it's not moving fast enough for you. It says that you're very inclusive, that you like to include other people and you like to be included and that you're very family oriented. A lot of your time and focus is all around family. Your name also indicates you have a natural gift in writing, which is really cool that you're blogging because this is a natural right. gift in writing. And the way that you write, we all want to read. And at the end of the show, guys, I'm going to tell you all where I'm finding that in your name. So uh, you can see if you've got it, too. Anyway, you also have a very generous spirit where you give away your time. So at the end of the day, you find you've given more time to others and their work's gotten done. But you're still looking at some of your work. Okay, but a very generous nature. Your name also says that you treasure freedom. You don't want to be underneath somebody else's thumb. You need to have your own freedom, which means if they leave the birdcage open, you'll fly out and you'll fly back. <laughs> but if they try to close that birdcage and trap you in, when you fly out, you're not coming back. <laughs> okay, it says sometimes in your name that you, you, um, you know, to kind of wait, do I follow my heart? Do I follow my mind? Which way am I supposed to go? And your name says that when there's conflict between the heart and the mind, your mind is supposed to take dominance. Okay. And, and then there's always challenges in a name and we always bring up a few. One is the name says that you have a tendency to either hoard things longer than you need them or attract hoarders into your world. And so you're helping to clean up their clutter. And the other thing that the name says is that occasion same thing with because of where it's located it could be you or those around you that are making th doing things the hard way and so then you guys work through that so that shows up doing things the hard way in your last name um a little bit and in your first name a little bit which means that as you're helping others learn how not to do it the hard way you're also teaching yourself very cool so that's some of what your name says mm -hmm. That's, so that's fascinating. Um, <laughs> well, I like the one that family, because if you're if your parents ever needed you, you'd be the one they would call on because they know you'd come through for them. Um, so how did becoming a blogger change your life? How did your own life change because of what you started doing? 
Oh, wow. That's a great question. Actually, it ties into some of what you picked up in my name. And that's, it's so fascinating to me how accurate that is. Um, both the good and the challenges, to be honest with you. Um, you know, I think the biggest things that have changed in my life through blogging on a personal level, which was a huge surprise to me because I expected it to stay very business focused. Um, on a personal level, the biggest thing is I've realized not only how not alone I am, but how connecting with people on a personal level really is the way to grow the business that I want. You know, a lot of people are very keep it professional. It's all about the bottom line numbers. And for myself and my experience, what I've found is really the opposite is true. For me, when I'm more focused on these are people, not numbers. I want to connect with them. I want to find out how I can be of service to them. How do we make the world a better place together? That's when things go really well. And the way that blogging taught me that was, you know, I used to be one of those, uh, let me write exactly the way they taught me in school. I'm going to keep it professional. I'm going to use big words. I'm not going to have run on sentences. Sentences do not start or end with and or of or, you know, all of those rules they teach you. And I remember as I slowly started to loosen up a little bit with my writing, um, and it, it was actually a Star Trek reference, was the first thing that I did on my blog that was semi-personal. I made a comparison to characters in Star Trek. And I got so many comments on that blog post of people who were like, I love Star Trek. That, that totally makes sense to me now. I didn't get this before. And I was like, oh, okay, so not only did this not scare people away, but it actually helped them understand the concepts that I was trying to teach. Okay, that's interesting. And as I slowly got more comfortable with sharing a little bit of who I am, what I like, what makes sense in my brain, and even more than that, the struggles that I go through in business and in life, I would write a post that I would honestly, you know, my stomach would be doing flip-flops before I hit publish because I was nervous to share, hey, this is something I've struggled with. Here's what I found helped me. Um, because we're taught not to admit our weaknesses, right, not to share those kind of things. And I would hit publish anyway, and I would get comments and private emails from people going, this is exactly where I'm at. I didn't know other people were going through this. You've given me the inspiration or the strength to push through it and know that I can still succeed. Okay, I've got to stop you right there because we're ready for a break. We need to take that break. Stay tuned to Know the Name, Know the Genius in You, which can also be heard on knowthename.com along with xzbn.net radio and Exxon radio station. After the break, we'll find out errors that Michelle made while blogging and how you can prevent making those same errors. Stay tuned. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. Gwilda Wiaka's latest book, The Science of Magic, Book of Mysteries, Volume 1, is the first book in a series based on her writings that open every episode of the Science of Magic radio show. Drawing on the subject matter of each guest, and armed with over 40 years experience in shamanism, 35 years in alternative health, and degrees in psychology and religious studies, Gwilda introduces relevant and leading-edge information that supports spiritual evolution and personal empowerment. Rich with wisdom and inspirational quotes packaged in digestible segments, this is a book that will pull you from cover to cover. It will also serve as a daily inspirational reading for years to come. 
The Science of Magic Book of Mysteries, Volume 1, is available at our website, tsompublications.com, amazon.com, and wherever fine books are sold. Back in Victorian England, a famous theologian posed a perplexing riddle. Why are the two top personalities in the Bible tagged with the numbers 7 and 11? Academics agree the answer is found in the stunning discovery of a hitherto secret Bible structure explained in a new book called The Genesis Grid. The discovery is so simple that preschool children could illustrate it. Certain claims are hugely controversial and may offend some, but at the X-Zone, we've studied this awesome new book and agree with one expert, and I quote, These discoveries appear to be beyond coincidence. So who or what hid this wonderful pattern in the Bible, and what might they do next? Find out more, X-Zone Nation, and read reviews on www.genesisgrid.co.uk. That's www.genesisgrid.co.uk. Welcome back. I'm Sharon Lynn Wyeth, and you're listening to Know the Name, Know the Genius in You, which is being heard on xzbn.net and knowthename.com. Our guest tonight is Michelle Schaefer, who has an incredible online presence of nearly 70,000 people. And I totally understand why, as she's one of the few people that I make my time to regularly read. Her website online, if you want to go that direction first, is hername.com, and you spell it with Michelle with two L's and her last name is S-C-H-A-E-F-F-E-R. So then that would be .com. Okay, Michelle, before the break, you were telling us how you were getting personal in your in your answers and sharing some personal stuff, which brought more people in. And I was going to say everything I've ever been taught was keep the personal stuff out of it. Stay business-like. Nobody should know anything about you but your business. And you're saying it worked better once you said out with that learning and go with the personal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, when you really think about what we each have that's unique about us, that really stands out and makes us different because in business, that's where so many people get hung up and stuck is, okay, well, I'm just X, Y, Z. I'm what we define ourselves by our position, the services or product we offer. And sometimes we feel like we don't have that unique element of why would somebody pick me over the competition? And really what we all have that is so unique is our story. It's our personality. It's who we are. It's the way we see the world. And I always tell my clients that your story is what you have that nobody else has. When you share that is when you're going to attract the right people to you who not only want to do business with you, but are excited about who you are and how you approach business. Because that's the other thing that I learned was when I really started sharing and being a little more open about my personality and my style and approach to things, I started attracting clients who I loved instead of clients who I would sign up to work with. And it would be like, we are just not a good fit. What is wrong with my marketing? It's because I wasn't sharing who I was because you well, know, I've got a certain style. Yes, you do. And it's delightful. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. But you know, I'm not everybody's cup of tea. And that's one of those things that I had to get to be okay with. Um, so that was the, another big lesson that I learned from blogging. You know, I always felt like I was the caboose. I was the last one to catch on to anything, you know, and I often have started when I give a talk with, you know, I've always felt like the caboose and everybody's head starts nodding. You know, I think we've all felt like the cabooses at time, yeah. one time or another. Okay. So what were your stumbling blocks or mistakes along the way? And how did you overcome them, especially mistakes in blogging that you think, ah, guys, don't do this one? Okay, sure. So that's a great question. Um, where to begin? I am definitely, as you mentioned about my name, and I'm curious which part of my name talks about doing things the hard way. I am definitely one of those, let me bang my head against the wall until I get this figured out personality type. And, uh, and it helps when I work with clients because, you know, I've made the mistakes. I can, I can help you avoid them. But I think the biggest mistakes that I made, oh, not getting started sooner was definitely one of them. I was really afraid of all of the mistakes that we think we're going to make. You know, sometimes our fear of making a mistake causes us to make the mistake. And so 
I waited a long time before I did some of the key things in business that looking back now, it's like, oh, wow. Um, <laughs> so that's definitely one of them. I was afraid that I wouldn't be able to be consistent or that nobody would find my blog interesting, um, that I wouldn't have anybody reading it, which over the years, all of those things have actually happened. You know, it's not something that is, you know, build it and they will come. You have to learn to promote and share your blog and get it out there in front of people. But once you learn that, it's one of the most amazing ways to really market your business and get in front of a bigger audience. But that was definitely a mistake that I made was uh, waiting too long to start, not knowing what I was doing. So I, I really had no strategy behind it when I started because I didn't intend to start a blog. So in my mind, I was just like, I'm going to put these answers out here so I can send people links. And I didn't have any kind of strategy of how that would connect my business. And that's actually a mistake I see a lot of business owners make, even smart ones. They start a blog and they're like, okay, now what do I write about or what do I create videos about? And they come up with ideas, but they don't tie it into things that will grow their business. So strategically stepping back and going, what's going on with my marketing this month? What products do I have? What services do I have? And how is the content I'm sharing helping people see the value in what I can do for them when they work with me? So really knowing what the purpose is behind the blog so that it does serve as a tool to grow your business. That's another big mistake that I definitely made. Um, and it took me a while to figure that one out. You know what? That's an important tip. Thank you for sharing it. When you were going along and, and doing some of these blogs, you ended up creating Lingo Dynamics. And mm -hmm. when I was researching Namology Science, I found that we express our emotions through our vowels and our attitudes are represented by the consonants. Mm -hmm. And the hardest vowel for me to figure out was E. And it turns out that the first vowel of E in a name uses the most feeling words and communicates the best of all the vowels with the feeling words. And you have this concept of feeling words with your lingo dynamics. Is there a list somewhere to get people started for all of us who are more comfortable staying in our heads? And then talk to us about lingo dynamics. Sure. Okay. So the concept behind lingo dynamics is that words have emotional feelings, right? Words have feelings. And we kind of intuitively know that, but there's been no way to measure it. And what really brought me into studying some of the psychology around how words make people feel was experiences I was having in business. So working with different coaches, having different sales calls, and realizing there is something more to this, to the way I'm being made to feel. Um, and then whether I succeed with what I'm doing or not, because I was working with clients and going, okay, what's making the difference? and the clients who walk away super motivated and excited and the ones who don't. And how do I fix that? So I'm communicating in a way that really works and supports people. And it's something that, again, I think we intuitively know because when we hear certain words, we have like a gut reaction to them, right? But how do you measure gut reaction? How do you measure excitement or positivity or negativity? Um, and what I did was, Using some research from psychologists, I created a database that's got, you know, tens of thousands of words in it that were rated by thousands of people. People actually went through and objectively rated on a scale of 1 to 10 how exciting is this word, how positive or negative is this word, and we've got different vectors then that the words are rated on so that we can look at something like a headline and say, okay, this headline is going to make people feel excited. If you swap this word out, it's going to make people even more excited. If you put this word in, it's going to make people feel really negative. So being able to really think through, how do I want my reader to feel? How do I want the person who gets this email or this blog post to feel? Because for me, my goal is for what I do to come across as both positive, exciting, and empowering. And that's one of the vectors that it measures on. So, you know, you can find the... Uh, access to the tool is hooklinedynamic.com and you can see if you type something in it'll come back and show you the score of the different words based on those vectors and it'll give you suggestions so for example if I'm putting together a blog post and it's how to write better headlines it would tell me instead of the word write which think about how the word write feels it would suggest that I swap in the word create because create is a more empowering and exciting word. If I say how to create X, Y, Z, you feel in more control. 
than if I say how to write. So being able you know, to drop words in and out like that makes a difference. That's interesting because uh, one of my mentors along the way, we all get many mentors along the way, mm-hmm. always said that we never make mistakes because mistakes mm. are simply errors that have not been corrected. And so mistake has a very negative connotation. Yes. And instead, we just make errors because that means we're correcting them. Where in our heads, exactly. when they pulled everybody, the word mistake meant it was never going to get corrected and it was going to brand you for life. So we don't make mistakes. We only that. make errors. <laughs> That is a great reframe of, of a situation where you've made an error. And that's, that's so true. Just the difference in the words we use really changes the way that we feel about something. So when we become more conscious of that, it really reflects not only in how we feel about what we're doing, but how we're perceived by people. And so it's one of those things that, especially in marketing, the words matter. And sometimes we're not conscious of how we're coming across for various reasons, right? So it's it's cool to me to be able to actually look and say, okay, this word is more exciting. This word is more empowering and switch things out that way. And it absolutely, the, the coolest part for me was going through and testing my headlines when I reworked them using that database of words and those tools and seeing what do people actually open when I put this in the email subject line? What do people actually click on when I post this on social media? So it's, it's been fascinating. So that was hooklinedynamic.com. Yes. I just want to say it again for everybody to get it. Okay, guys, I know you need to hear everything three times. So that was hooklinedynamic.com for the third time. Okay. And so in the tool is totally free to use as well. So there's they won't ask you for a credit card or anything like that. <laughs> oh, that's fabulous. Okay, ready? In 30 seconds. How does hookline dynamic app tie into your lingo dynamics? Is that what you're talking about? there, yeah. how those so, together? Yeah, so 30-second short version. Lingo Dynamics is the concept. It's the idea that words have feelings. Hookline Dynamic as an app is what allows you to figure out what feeling does this word have so you can make really conscious choices about the language you use and persuade and inspire people the way that you want to. Great. We need to take another break. Stay tuned to Know the Name, Know the Genius in You. This show is dedicated to blogging and getting attention online. After the break, we'll find out about how Michelle Schaefer has her Vabroom principle. Stay tuned to XZBN.net radio and XZone radio station. Broadcast studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, to the world and beyond. You're watching the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. The scientist and the mystic have been on an age-old, relentless search with one thing in common. They seek truth. Their paths converge in the 40,000-year-old practice of shamanism, an ancient science delving to the quantum level of life, facilitating healing, manifestation, and evolution. I'm Gwilda Wiecka, the founder and director of Path Home Shamanic Arts School, a unique Colorado State-certified occupational school, training shamanic practitioners and teachers. We also provide classes for empowering personal lives through shamanism. Our certification classes are in week-long segments, enabling international participation, and online classes and long-distance shamanic healing sessions are available. Come discover the science of magic in the limitless world of shamanism. www.findyourpathhome.com Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. 
No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. Rob McConnell here, presenting an overview for Nicholas Paul Jinnix, author of a fascinating book, Amen. It presents facts revealed by Egyptologists, facts that enable us to understand why Amen is the beginning of creation of God. It provides recommendations for religious leaders of the major religions to unify their beliefs and teach the word of God, love one another. Amen informs people how mankind conceived God. It was the Egyptians that developed the concepts of a soul, a hereafter, and son of God, and finally, After the worship of many gods, they conceived the belief in one universal God, the maker of all there is. For more information, visit www.futureofgodamen.com. That's www.futureofgodamen.com. Welcome back. I'm Sharon Lynn Wyeth, and you're listening to Know the Name, Know the Genius in You. Our guest tonight is Michelle Schaefer, and she can be reached via her website of the same thing. It's M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E. There's two L's in Michelle, and the last name is S-H-A-E-F-F-E-R.com. Michelle, the internet has so many offerings online today, and it's so easy to get sidetracked when surfing the web. How can we get people's attention online? In other words, what's the fastest way to get more attention? That is a great question, and that's something that I have been working on for years. You know, too often we see it in action, but we don't step back and realize how we can apply the same thing, right? So have you ever been on Facebook or somewhere on the web, you click on something and then 10 minutes later, you realize you're still clicking around that same site, reading random stuff. Yes. (laughs) But I try not to do that. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. So the thing is that what certain websites have figured out is there are six core things that really get our attention that will work every single time if you know what they are. And it's really about knowing your audience and who you're looking for. So you mentioned before the break, uh, Vabrom, V-A-B-R-O-M. And for those who are listening, if you're in business, if you're looking to get people's attention, I want you to write this down, V-A-B-R-O-M. What that stands for is vision, anxiety, blame, reality, opinion, and monsters. Because here's the secret, anyone will listen to you, pay attention, and follow you if you show them how to achieve their vision, how to relieve their anxieties, how to escape blame, how to escape reality, validate their opinions, and defeat their monsters. So if you know what those six key things are for your audience and you focus your content on those goals, knowing what their vision is, how do they achieve that vision, knowing what they're feeling bad about, what they're feeling guilty for, and being able to remove that blame, showing them this isn't your fault, here's why, and here's how you get past it, right? Um, Being able to validate their opinion or help them discover how to defeat their monsters, those are the things that get our attention. So could you give us an example, give us a problem, and then... Or let's say, um, let's say a problem is that somebody's time challenged because that's a common problem, and they're scared that they're never going to get to do what they really wanted to do because all the daily daily life keeps pulling their attention. So, how would you use the Vabroom principle on allaying that? Okay, so if the fear is around not having enough time, always being busy, what you want to do is really step back and ask yourself. Why is the person worried about this? So I don't have enough time, and that matters because 
And the result of that is, so why does it matter? Why does it matter? It's the question to keep asking yourself. If I'm frustrated, I don't have enough time. It probably matters on various levels, right? One is maybe I don't have time to spend with my family. I am feeling guilty because I'm not at my son's soccer game or I'm not helping my daughter with her science project or I wasn't able to go over and spend the evening with my parents who, you know, are up in years and, and I want to spend time with. Um, if I'm feeling stressed out because I don't have enough time, and then it may be things like I'm worried about losing my job because I'm not getting enough done at work. Or I'm trying to start a side business, and I haven't figured out how to juggle my time so that I can make that happen. The reason I want to make that happen is because I'm looking forward to my future and my retirement and security for my family. So always taking it beyond what's the symptom of the problem to really what's the core problem and why does it matter. And when you're able to do that and kind of extrapolate, okay, here's why this matters to the person, and then also look at the negative consequences of it, that's where you really find the value that you can bring with a solution to the problem. So for my audience, if they're frustrated by not having enough time, it's probably because they're juggling a lot of things. A lot of my audience is parents who are building a business from home. And some of them are still working full or part-time. Others are just working on their business, but they're juggling a lot of things. So if I am looking at that and I want to create content that's going to get their attention, well, I'm going to look at what can I give them as tips that will save them time? So things like tools that will automate things for them. Things like, you know, here is 10 ways to write a blog post in five minutes. Here are, you know, 15 ways to find an extra 15 minutes in your day. And then when I share that on social media, whatever those things are I've written, I frame it using what's important to them. Bummed out, you're not spending enough time with your kids? Try automating a few more things in your business. Here's how to do it frustrated because you fell into bed exhausted and you still didn't have half your to-do list done? Well, how about learning to outsource a few things? Here's how to do it on a budget. So that's the way I would take a problem like that and tie it into either what's their vision, what's their anxieties, what are they feeling guilty about that I can help relieve. Because I, I love those headings that you gave us too. Right away I went, I'd read that. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's something that, you know, that's one of the ways you know you've hit on something that works. If you stop and go, oh, I, I would read that. I definitely want to write that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, keep going through your room. Okay. Sure, okay. So, so that kind of plays to vision, real, uh, anxieties, and blame. When you're looking at opinions and monsters, those are a little different. So if I'm looking to validate someone's opinion, actually the best example I can give you of this is an article that I saw, and I can't remember the site it was on, um, but it was something along the lines of why men shouldn't do housework. Now, how many people do you think clicked that article when it got shared? <laughs> Just about everybody, both men and women. <laughs> yes. Because for men, it's validating, they think, it's validating their opinion of, yeah, that should be my wife's job. And for women, it's like, wait, hang on a minute. I want to go comment on this. So when you click through the article, it was actually more about how to create a fair uh, arrangement in your relationship <laughs> that, that worked for you, right? So it was kind of negotiation tactics. It was a great spin on it. Um, but because they used that headline and they were able to tie into what is for today's culture – kind of a hot button topic they're getting a whole bunch of people to see that article and the thing is if we don't learn how to get attention then we can't help people and we can't grow our businesses you know a sidetrack for a minute and why men shouldn't do housework i remember a couple that i was counseling using their names you know and what was bothering each other and one of the biggest issues was uh, they split all the chores and because he had more money than she did coming into the relationship, he paid for somebody to do his chores while she was doing hers. And he said, what difference does it make? I got mine done. Uh -huh. you know, mine are done. And she goes, yeah, but if you're going to pay for yours, why don't you also pay for mine? <laughs> anyway. I can see where that would be a soft, uh, sore spot. <laughs> yes, it was a very much a sore spot. And he says, no, you said you want to contribute 50-50, so I'm contributing my 50 of my chores I'm paying to get them done. <laughs> And then he well, even said to her, and if you want more income, I'll pay you to do my chores. <laughs> and I thought, well, creativity. Right. Because he says, I'm not doing them. <laughs> but you want me to do half. This is how I'll get it done. 
anyway, that's sidetracking. So suppose that someone has so many interests that they have no idea what, what to blog about, which one of them, or the opposite where they counter writer's block and they go, oh my gosh, I want to start a blog and I have no idea where to start. So where does one discover their unique voice and what to say so that they can begin blogging with a purpose? Okay, I love that question. Um, Got to decide which which side of it to start with here. You know, I think the key thing to making a blog work is really knowing yourself, knowing what you're passionate about, because if you start a blog and it's on a topic that you don't have any interest in, I don't care how much money is in it, you're probably not going to be motivated and excited to stay consistent with it and to build a community around it. So you've got to pick something that you actually care about, that you want to write about, or that you want to create video about. Um, so that you're, you're excited by it, right? And it's something that's fun for you because that comes across in what you do. As far as the multi-talented thing, I've heard people call that the da Vinci dilemma, and I love that phrase because there are so many of us who we really do have a lot of different things that we love, that we're passionate about, that we want to share, that we want to do in business. And we hear that marketing advice all the time of you have to pick a niche. You have to focus. You have to. Okay, for somebody like me, as we identified earlier, focus is a challenge for me. But I also realized that we tend to look at that the wrong way. It's not about focusing on one topic. It's not about focusing on one specific niche as much as it is focusing on one audience. Who is your reader? So if you start with that, who are you writing for and how are you going to deliver some sort of value to solve a problem for them? You can write about anything you want as long as it's of interest to that one reader. That's what I tell my students because it's something that we can sometimes try to put ourselves in a little box. Like a lot of people say, okay, I teach blogging. Yes, I teach blogging. However, a lot of what's on my blog is also about marketing. It's about mindset. It's about owning your value. It's about finding your story because all of those things are of interest to the same reader. So start with who you're writing for and how you can help them and be of value to them because if everything ties back to that, it's not going to feel disconnected. Like I can write about time management. I can write about organization because all of those things connect to how do you build a successful business using content marketing and blogging. It's all tied together. So that's the first thing. Um, okay, we're going to hold okay. it. We're going to hold it with the first thing. Hold on, we'll come back to the second thing after the break because we need to take our last break. Stay tuned to Know the Name, Know the Genius in You on xzbn.net and knowthename.com. After the break, we'll find out what Michelle Shaker has in her name that has assisted her that you may have in your name as well. Stay tuned. One of the world's greatest psychics, Elizabeth Joyce, is now giving readings worldwide via Skype. Elizabeth Joyce is recognized for her clairvoyant ability to help find missing persons, her analysis of dreams, past life regression work, mediumship, and her accurate predictions. Elizabeth has been a frequent guest on the X-Zone radio show with yours truly, Rob McConnell, now for several years. For an appointment with Elizabeth Joyce, call 201 934-8986 or Skype at Elizabeth.Joyce and for more information you can always visit Elizabeth Joyce online at www.new-visions.com The new nonfiction book, Razor of Madness, is similar to cult movies like Clockwork Orange, Dragon's Tattoo, or The Other Side of Hell. Wayne Morin Jr. and Thomas Lee Howe will expose widespread and systematic deficiencies in this thought-provoking tell-all novel. 
Mind control rages among scholars in law schools. Human rights are ignored while thought reform and mental manipulation are accepted practices used as behavior modification. Dr. Louis Jolion West comes to mind. Media and public scrutiny shows that United States mental hospitals are in fact destructive murder industries. Razor of Madness Expose Novel details this epidemic through an in-depth professional and personal investigation. For decades, there has been a revolving door policy that still releases killers and pedophiles back into society. The maestro of mind control continues to haunt America to this very day. Razor of Madness is available in paperback or as a downloadable ebook at Amazon.com. I'm William S. Peckham. If you enjoy a good mystery with a touch of the paranormal, then you'll love my novel, From Out of the Woodwork. It's the story of a young Toronto contractor, Sean Kennedy, who buys derelict homes, guts them, and turns them into multifamily dwellings. Slums just waiting to happen. When Sean buys 29 Livery Lane, the house fights back. Former owners unexpectedly come out of the woodwork as he starts the destruction. The apparitions come to him when he touches old books, reads hidden letters, rummages through old boxes, finds a locket or reads a discovered manuscript of a murder mystery. From Out of the Woodwork will take you from 1899 to the horror of the World Trade Center, September 11, 2001. Check out From Out of the Woodwork on my website, www.williamspeckham.com. Welcome back. I'm Sharon Lynn Wyeth, and you're listening to Know the Name, Know the Genius in You. Our guest tonight is Michelle Schaefer, whose website is the same as her name. And again, I'm going to spell it for you, M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E-S-H-A-E-F-F-E-R.com. She's taken her skills to a level where she's able to have these incredible online presence with nearly 70,000 followers, and she's been able to assist others to have one also. Okay, before the break, you were talking about the first thing, and I said hold to the second thing after the break. Would you like to continue? Sure. So the short answer to what do you do if you've got writer's block, basically, you don't know what to write about is, again, start with your audience. Who is it that you're here to help that you want to deliver value to through your blog? And then here's a really quick exercise you can do to come up with 10 topics. Number one, what are two questions people ask you all the time? We know the minute we say, hey, I do X, Y, Z, people always ask us the same questions, right? There's your first two blog posts. Next, what are the questions they should be asking you but aren't? And we know those two. People ask us questions that are like, oh, you're focused on the wrong thing. Here's what you need to ask. Here's what you need to know. So write down two of those. Next, what are your three best tips to help people avoid the problems that you see your clients deal with all the time? So three best tips. That makes three different blog posts. And then finally, what are three of your recommendations? What's a resource, a tool, a person, a book, a TV show, a movie? Anything you recommend, you can write a blog post on. So that gives you three more and that in you know less than five minutes, you've got 10 topics for blog posts that your audience will actually be interested in and want to read. That's incredible. How you just did that so quickly and gave us so much information. That's incredible. <laughs> okay, now I have a hard time with most blogs as they ramble. Yours yeah. are very succinct to the point and constantly share valuable information. So this is what we were talking about at the very beginning of the show. How do you keep coming up with new stuff? Okay, so a couple of things. Number one, I set a timer for myself when I'm writing, and I remember that value has nothing to do with how many words you put in. In fact, for most of us today, shorter is more valuable. That's like the saying, I didn't have time to write you a short letter, so I wrote you a long one. Focus on making it actionable for people. What's the one thing you want them to do when they walk away from your blog post? If you focus on that, then you can keep it short, keep it valuable for them. Um, that would be my tip for that. As far as coming up with topics, what I like to, to do is just listen. Listen to the topics people around me are talking about. Listen to what gets them going. What are the hot topics right now? What's the buzz about? What are um, the things that the conversation is around? Because if you tap into what the conversation is, people are going to pay attention. And then the other thing is, you know, if you don't have a following yet, a community that you can connect with and watch for questions, you can do things like go into Facebook groups. 
and look at what they're talking about. What are they asking? Go to sites like Quora or Yahoo Answers and look and see what are people asking. Because if one person is asking, there's a whole bunch more who want to know the same thing. And that's how you can make your blog valuable to people. Now, that's where I excel is on Quora. I love answering those questions. And one of my answers got like, an incredible, like 800,000 people read it or something. It was like, and it was literally on how do you be nice to somebody? And I just said, these are 10 things to do if you want to be nice and and make somebody want to be in your life. And I just wrote 10 things and it just, you know, I wrote it like, I want to say almost a year ago now, and yet it's still getting read and it's still getting recycled. So I mean, those are incredible, but that's, that's my thing where I don't have to come up with the question. Uh Okay. Well, you, and, and definitely, if you haven't yet, repurpose that to your blog. That's the other thing for coming up with content is just remember, anytime you write more than four or five sentences, ask yourself, hey, is this a blog post? Can I go post this on my blog? Because you'll be amazed how much you're already writing that can be a blog post. So don't be afraid to repurpose your content. Okay, so you've got over 70,000 or right around 70,000 followers on different social media sites from LinkedIn, Instagram, and others. You have the very most on Twitter, then Facebook, and then Pinterest. So how do you utilize each of those sites differently than the other one? Start with Twitter. Sure. Okay, so really it's about figuring out how each of the social media sites works and what people are thinking when they're there. So on Twitter, it's moving very fast. People are looking for interesting things, for news, for things that really catch their attention, right? So on Twitter, it's about writing those headlines that are a little bit sensational, that will grab people's attention, that they can immediately see why they should click through. Twitter is also great for connecting with influencers. A lot of people, especially busy people, outsource their Facebook page. They're not actually the one handling it, but they do check their direct messages on Twitter. So being able to connect with influencers is one of the ways that I use Twitter. I put them in a list and I watch for questions that they post and I will respond with, I will go, I will go Google and find the answer to that question if I don't know it because I want to be of value to the people that I want to connect with. So I use it as a combination of ways to get traffic to my site by connecting with my audience and ways to connect with influencers as far as Twitter goes. Um, when you move over to a site like Facebook, where I really find the most value there is in groups where you can have that intimate conversation feel where you're connecting with people. When it comes to getting traffic from Facebook, the thing you have to remember is people aren't on Facebook to be marketed to. They're not looking for that. They're looking to connect with family, to connect with friends, for interesting articles, for you know wedding dance videos, for funny babies, funny cats, those things we know we click on. So you've got to look at your marketing on Facebook a little bit differently and think about how do I connect this to what my audience is looking for, or how do I pose an interruption in a way that they like, that they're interested in, so that you have positive emotion happening when they click through. Um, As far as Pinterest, Pinterest is more of a search engine than it is anything else. And knowing that people shop on Pinterest, they're planning their purchases, is really valuable, especially for product sellers or e-commerce businesses. It really depends on knowing who your audience is and where they're at. For me, I share a lot of infographics, uh, inspirational quotes, things like that on Pinterest that get my audience's attention and gives me a way to get traffic back to my blog with it. So there's a super short version of those answers. <laughs> oh, I, I love that. Thank you. So if you could change one thing about people's understanding of how all this marketing and self-employment and blogging and and their understanding in it and how that can change the way that they look at the world, what would it be? Mm-hmm. Oh, that is a fantastic question. So I think the biggest thing that I would say I wish I could change, and that really is my my mission that I wake up thinking about in the morning, is there's a quote that says, um, find what sets your soul on fire, because what the world needs is more people who have come alive, right? Something like that. And I think what I would say is that really business, for me and for the people that I work with is about doing what you're here to do. And it doesn't have to be a stressful, overwhelming, hypey, pushy thing when it comes to your marketing. Really, all it's about and all it boils down to is knowing that you have the solution to somebody else's problem. And it is your responsibility to get out there and help those people find you. 
That's why we've got to learn marketing, not because we want to sell used cars or be some kind of sleazy, just take people's credit card business owners. It's because we know we have something valuable. And there are people out there who are looking for it. And if we don't hold up that neon sign that says, hey, I'm over here, I can help you, they're just continue stumbling around looking for a solution that we've got. So I would say if you found what you're here to do and you know it because it lights you up, it sets you on fire, it's your job to figure out how to get that out to the world. And that's why marketing matters. That's why blogging matters. That's why learning this is important because you have a solution but you've got to tell people you have it or they're going to keep struggling with their problems. Marianne Williamson wrote something, a wonderful quote that says, you know, you don't service the world. I'm really paraphrasing. You don't service the world by making yourself small, you know, and it's like, who are you to be great and wonderful and whatnot? Mm -hmm. And her response was, you don't help the world if you're making yourself small and if you're not shining and if you're not going out there and doing what you do, Okay, so it's basically uh, very similar to what you said. Okay, yeah. anything else you're currently working on that you'd like to share? Ooh, oh, that's a fun question. Uh, you know, so most of my focus right now is just on continuing to help the entrep- entrepreneurs that I know get out there with their businesses. Uh, and everything that I do really ties back into that. I do have a few top secret projects if people want to check out what I'm up to. The best way to do that is to go to michelleshafer.com and click the little button that says Grow Your Business. And that kind of gives you an overview of everything I'm up to. As you know, I've also got a podcast that I'm super excited about. Uh, it's called The Art of Giving a Damn, where every episode is an interview with a business owner just like you proving every single day that you can actually care about your clients, about the world, about the difference you make, and build a profitable and successful business while you do it. I think it's wonderful. Thank you so much, Michelle, for taking time out of your schedule to be with us and time away from your family to be with us. Most appreciated. Okay, guys, be prepared and surprised and ever so pleased when you experience Michelle Schaefer's work. Her website, again, is her name, Michelle Schaefer, S-H-A-E-F-F-E-R.com. Michelle excels at blogging and engaging her readers to want to listen to her even more. This is found in her first vowel of an I, which says she knows how to include others, and in her combination of LL, which indicates that she knows how to write in a way that others want to read what she writes. So if your name has a double L in it together, the two L's have to be right next to each other, then you two have a natural way of expressing yourself in the written word, where the rest of us want to be able to read what you have to say because you're going to say it in an interesting way naturally. Do you know where your genius lies? I'm Sharon Lynn Wyeth, host of the radio show, Know the Name, Know the Genius in You, which can be heard every weekday at various hours right here on xzbn.net radio and xzone radio station and on knowthename.com. And if you want to know how to read a person's name, please contact us at knowthename.com. This is Sharon Lynn Wyeth signing off. Modern Esoteric, Beyond Our Senses by Brad Olson, consummates the lifeology story about where humanity originates. It is the lost continents, the primitive wisdom, the mythos of creation, and the rethinking of ancient history as we are taught in academia. There is much more to the story than what we have been told. As this is the first book in the Esoteric series, Modern Esoteric starts at the beginning of time and accelerates up to this modern age. Future Esoteric is book two in the series and takes a forward-looking position ahead of today with an open and honest examination of the ET issue and various unexplained phenomena. To discover the writings of author Brad Olson, visit www.bradolson.com. That's www.bradolson.com.
Are you or is someone you know struggling with addictions, depression, anxiety, relationships, low self-esteem, lack of confidence, grief, success, and prosperity? Do you know that your subconscious belief plays a big role in the outcome of your hard work? We can help you permanently change the beliefs that may be the reason for your struggles and failures. We care about getting you the return on your investment and the results you are looking for. We can help you be free of the limitations of your past and in realizing your highest potential. We work with people by phone and Skype. For more information, visit us at www.ritasoman.com. That's www.ritasoman.com. Do you think you have energy problems in your home? Do you feel better when you're away than when you're home? Joey Korn is a global leader in the world of dowsing who specializes in personal energy clearing and space clearing. He can help you create an ideal energy environment in your home no matter where you live in the world. Learn about his remote spiritual house cleaning services and much more at www.dowsers.com. You can get Joey's book, Dowsing, A Path to Enlightenment, as well as other dowsing books and tools, Kabbalah books, and Walter Russell books. Joey's work is really amazing. Go to dowsers.com right now. That's D-O-W-S-E-R-S dot com or call 1-877-DOWSING. That's 1-877-369-7464.